Hold on, let me uh, set up the dial-up. We got to do an oh, update here. <laughs> I got that as a gift yeah. from update a this. What is it? What is this? A chicken remedy, but look at the oh, over on the right side what it cures. Cholerac cures the blues. White diarrhea. <laughs> God, I hate white diarrhea. It's the worst. <laughs> Just paint the bowl and you can't see it. Like, did, did I go? White. Damn it. It stinks. Of all the things to have recorded on the podcast, that has to be the winner. That rakes up. That has to rank up there when uh, Jeff and I were in the early, 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 like single digit episodes, mm. sitting around talking about varieties. And we were talking about the. The high train variety, uh-huh. and I said, "Ooh, the 420 Express." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he left it in the podcast. I didn't even know he was recording. Huh. Like, oh. did did you get his comment on the uh, whose comment? Chicken diarrhea. Is that recorded? Yes. What painting the bowl? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not waiting for Don. So, whenever you want to do a countdown, no, okay. that was my favorite part. I know. Dawn. What, waiting for Dawn? <laughs> <laughs> so, like waiting for Godot? Well, she is uh, finalizing the merger of the company she work- she's working at. So, uh, this is like a big day for her. I don't know if you noticed, like last week, she was totally. It won't go away. <laughs> she was just sort of there, but not doing anything. She's been very distracted. Hit okay. See if yeah. that works. Don't people get fired after mergers? Yeah, usually. Yeah. All upper management's oh. canned. Yeah, lots of people lost their jobs. Oh, yeah? yeah the minute you hear of one, put in your two weeks. You're like, I'm <laughs> out of here. I'm gone. You ain't firing me. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rufus, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan. I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan. I got a planet from Poland, but none from Sudan. or from Fiji or Uzbekistan. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Live from the Match Factory in Belfonte, West Virginia. Wait, is that the right Match Factory? This is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 173. I'm Cash. We have reserved parking. We also have parking with Wild Abandoned. I always forget about the pun. We're recording and everyone can hear you whisper. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, this is Scott. Scott. <laughs> oh, this is Mark. <laughs> wow, speaking of the 420 Express, <laughs> holy cow. 
cow. <laughs> Everybody here is asleep. Is it yeah. my, my turn now? Yeah. Uh, this is Greg. And then, why did you say Martha? What, what does that mean? <laughs> what, you're not into Batman? You don't know? Martha. Martha. Why did you say Martha? You're a comic book guy. Why did I say Martha? Batman versus Superman. Why did you say Martha? The dumbest line in oh, right. all of I, movie because, history. Right. It's because I fell asleep in that movie. It sucked. <laughs> and I've, unfor- I had put most of it out of my mind. Thank you for reminding that, me of it. That was a horrible experience. <laughs> now I have to remember. Wait, it sucked? Was that like your Canadian coming out? <laughs> yes. It's about time. <laughs> it sucked, eh? <laughs> and I didn't really enjoy it. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. He was yelling, oh, yeah, and the kryptonite spear and all that. Okay. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> now that it had to be explained. Yeah, jokes are always best when you have to explain them afterwards. Painfully and, and in detail. <laughs> well, this is Tom. And as you can see, Dawn's not here today. And I was going to say, uh, no matter how big and burly and tough you think you are, if a two-year-old hands you a toy phone and says it's for you, you answer it. <laughs> <laughs> so Dawn is gone. Don is not here. Don gone it. No. So I, that's why I think we're all like, oh yeah. yeah. You see, she she's a stabilizing force. Yeah. It's like half our power is gone. It's like you you put your ring out, and you're expecting the other half of the ring so you can transform into a giant robot with a sword. Well, the no, Wonder and, Twins. One was water, and the other one was an animal. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Twins, unite! Attack of the Show made the greatest spoof on that. Look it up on YouTube where Olivia Munn and uh, Kevin whatever played the Wonder Twins. And she, he would always just form a puddle and <laughs> make her shoes wet. Freaking hilarious. It's like, damn it! <laughs> great, great skit. Well, I have to mail my child via parcel post. Or is it a brick building to Wyoming? I'm not sure which. Anyways, I just found out that this is going to be much easier because the U.S. Post Office just came out with some new high-value postage stamps. The stamps are so handy that I'm going to start mailing everything. Garbage pickup on Friday? Not for me. I will mail it over on Tuesday. Driving to work? In traffic? Nope. Now it is the U.S. Postal Service. I'm going to mail myself to work. Wow. This is groundbreaking. Can we nominate the Post Office for the Nobel Peace Prize? Wouldn't it be a new one? Wouldn't it be the Nobel Transportation Prize? <laughs> no, it'd be P-I-E-C-E, because they deliver by the piece. Good one. Ah, uh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no one even had to explain it to him this time. <laughs> so, Scott, what are these miracle stamps the post office is issuing? Well, first of all, the post office has put out a very attractive but grumpy set of high-value stamps. A $1, 2 and $5 value, which have Lady Liberty pictured. For those of you who know the picture of Liberty on the older Bureau of Engraving and Printing Cards and Proofs, it's that picture. Now, is this the same statue that's on top of the Capitol? No. That is Lady Freedom. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. She, the the uh, Lady Liberty, though... She is rather grumpy on these stamps. She is not smiling. Like I said. Yep. It, it's the it's a cool picture, and, you know, the BEP has used it like a zillion times. Well, I guess liberty is nothing to laugh at. So, 
The first day ceremony. I tried not to laugh. <laughs> the first day ceremony will be in Belfont, Pennsylvania, at the headquarters of the American Philatelic Society. We usually say APS, but for those of our international listeners and listeners who don't know, it's the American Philatelic Society. I would be one of them. And it's by not, the, it's not Belfonte. No. But it is a match factory. I know that. Yeah. They and, bought, I know, and I know it's not in West Virginia. Yeah, they relocated. They bought this old 1800s match factory and then rehabbed it to put their uh, offices in. And they did a really good job. It was expensive, but they did this really good job of restoring this 1800s match production facility. I hope they got all the match chemicals out because it doesn't seem like matches and stamps would mix. Oh, I, <laughs> Especially I have, when we're dipping stamps in lighter fluid. Yeah. <laughs> I would have crazy match sculptures on my desk. Just, just <laughs> total match motif. Make everybody hate me. <laughs> so these three stamps are all the same size. Yes. So if you're blind, how do you tell the difference between the denominations? Well, Do they make Braille stamps? That's awesome. They should. You, you, you hold them up to the light. Oh, exactly. But if you're blind... The light blinded by the light yeah. <laughs> wow yeah anyway they're having the first day ceremony at the AP uh, American Philatelic Society and by the way listeners if you collect US stamps and even if you don't but if you collect US stamps you really should be members of the APS um, me and Scott are members long 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 time members we've been Mark you're a member I am a member yeah I I don't know if you're uh, Tom, Tom are you Tom a member? has been a member on and off yeah. Shh. <laughs> He's they, one of them. They have great facilities. It's really great to be a member of the hobby by joining a society. Uh, they have a lot of fringe benefits to them. You, you look it up. I would strongly suggest that anybody who is serious about stamp collecting does join the APS. What do you mean by facility? What What do you utilize a stamp facility for? Well, they have they have like on a recording their, studio. No, on their grounds they have the uh, American Philatelic Research Library. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Which is uh, one of the primary reasons to go and visit them is because now you have access to their library. I it's get all it. stamp books. You can also check out. The books, though. They you will can, mail them to you. Right. If, you're a, if yeah. you're a member of the society... They like a library. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You, can, yeah. you can check them out by mail. And you just have to pay for postage, usually. Oh, usually media mail, because you're sending a right. library book. Exactly. But they I have do, a story about that in the comics. Remind me. They do have a restricted section, or a do not check out, uh, not to leave the premises section, that uh, you actually have to go there if you, if you need to access those, because they're either... Uh, extremely rare or extremely fragile. Like the creepy area in Harry Potter where they chain up the books because they'll like bite you if you touch them. <laughs> awesome. It, yeah. It's exactly that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was wizards in this industry. Yeah. No, you can check out books. Uh, they have a very good magazine that they send out once a month so, so you can read about new issues and stuff like that. A lot of the stories we get are out of the APS magazine. Nice. Well, well, where did you say yeah. they were looking? East Coast? Yeah, uh, they're in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And uh, what do they charge? Uh, I think it's $40 a year. I thought it was 35 Oh, uh, that's cheap. 40. No, it's cheap. Okay, 40, yeah, yeah, that's $40, nice. yeah, yeah. That's $40 a year. You get a monthly magazine, uh, plus you have access to all of their research materials, the library, and, and that by mail. And they also have uh, sales circuits. Uh, they are member-submitted uh, stamps that the members are selling. And you basically, you receive them in the mail. You go through the book. You pull out what you want. You mark it down. You send them the money. 
and uh, you get to keep the stamps. That's wait, how, wait, wait, that's stamps how I got come, my. Do, you yeah. have the stamps. Yeah, I got it's an my, honor system. You yes, I got my oh, start that so, way. That's so old school. When well, I was they, when I was fourteen years old, like I was going trading fur at a trading yeah. post in the woods. I was. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was no, putting they actually, sales books together. You got some stamps too in there. Yeah. They, they actually image the books before they send them out, <laughs> and they call them circuit books because they they come to you, but then you send them on to somebody else. So you might be the first in line, the last in line, and there might be eight or ten people in the circuit. <laughs> Don't send it to me. I'll break that circuit. <laughs> last we heard, well, he was in Mexico. <laughs> but then they'll... Then they'll With $27 uh, they worth of stamps. <laughs> then, then they will come after you for the full value of the stamps. Well, that's the other they'll thing s- about... They'll the, smack a bunch of $5 lady, angry lady liberties and throw someone in the mail after you. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they come after you with like junk mail galore. You you actually have to be expe- accepted to the APS. You have to put in references and stuff like that. And by the way, anybody who wants to use uh, Stamp Show here today as a reference, please feel free. Drop me an email and uh, we'll vouch for you. If, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a serious stamp collector. Collector. So comic book I don't think so. We, don't, like we hardly talk about stamps on this I show. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. That and I'm always the comic jerk. But I, oh, so if I start a service, a circuit service, where I'll send in rare comics and they come to you, they're in a little booklet. You take out the one, put it in the cash, and move it on. Somehow, yep. I don't think Action Comics will come back, and I don't think I'd be paid for it. No, yep. well, <laughs> well, actually, you send your your money to the APS. You send the stamps on to the next. But, right. but you actually have them in in your hand. That's yes. crazy. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is so funny. Cool. But the other thing too is that you know you don't get ten thousand dollar stamps <laughs> in the mail. No, you know, but you I get have a seen... book that it'll catalog. You know, the out of a book or it'll have you know three hundred stamps at it. Well, I've 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 seen books. I think their maximum value is like five hundred dollars yeah. per book. But so, and I've seen books that'll have I'm like a dozen giggling. stamps. This is so crazy! I can't it. believe yeah. this is this exists. It is a different world. You guys are in a different world. Oh, absolutely! Uh, but they've been doing it for like a hundred years. Yeah, saying they're trading posts in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy be, behind you died of dysentery while you're waiting in line. Well, before eBay, sounds like Oregon Trail. <laughs> I love that yeah, game. Before eBay, people would join stamp clubs because then the stamp club would get the circuits. Yeah. And they'd go to the stamp club and look at the APS circuits, and then the stamp Circuit. club would sh- ship it off. Because, like, as a person, you might get five books, yeah. but as a stamp club, you might be, might get twenty five books. So it, we, there was a, this big, huge advantage to being a member of a stamp club just to get the APS circuits. Now, it's so the circuit is what's referred to as a thing that's circulated. Is that why they call it circuit? It's that's, like a little sales book. Why is it, it called circuit though? It's because it's the, the book around. leaves the APS and it goes on this. Round trip of eight or ten a different circuit. people. Yeah, a like circuit. a, a show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you might <laughs> be the so first. Cool. You might be the first in line. You might be the last in line. But each time they send that uh, something out on that circuit. Oh, that's so political to you, be first in line. You need to be like the guy. No, no. <laughs> what what happens is last in line. That's like there's a stamp in the book. <laughs> there's a stamp. No. Thanks, guys. The, Great the, circuit. When they send it out, they send it to the first person on the list. Then they take that person, move him to the bottom of the list, so next time they send him out, he's last instead of first. Oh, I'm sure there's and, a way to and, pay to stay at the top. Slip an extra 20 in the form. <laughs> Remember me. Don- donations, too. <laughs> well, the other, the other important thing is that if you're an APS member of good standing for a while, you really do use that as a moniker to people saying, you know, I'm an honest person. And people will a lot of times, you know, you go, hey, can you send me this stamp? They go, are you an APS member? 
And they say yes. And they pull it up real quick, check your number, and you go, okay, here you go. We can trust you. It's like well, a feedback rating in eBay. Exactly like yeah, that. Before you, they stopped allowing buyers to have actual real feedback, yeah. now they're all 100%. It's total yeah. fraud. You go, yeah. to a, you go to a stamp show. And you want to write a check. I know, I know, most people today don't write checks. But I'm sorry, what, what is old, this thing? A check? <laughs> yeah, old, old people write checks, okay? What are you and, checking? <laughs> the box. Exactly. You know, and, and they'll ask, well, what's your APS number? You put your APS number on there. They, they, don't, they don't ask for any ID or anything like that. They want your... APS number and they want somebody to vouch. Oh, so checks you. are like yeah. Bitcoin. Get it? Yeah, Got it. Okay. like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Untraceable. Uh, so anyway, if if you're not an APS member, uh, you should be. It's, and we, hold on, Tom, you're uh, come come lately. Not always a member. What's going on there? I uh, can't, can't fork over your thirty-five yeah. bucks. You can get kicked out. That's his. That's his reason. No. Oh. No, sometimes I don't make enough money. <laughs> did you? Uh, that's that's did not, you not my. That's not my excuse anymore. It used to be, but did your uh, the the book come back missing one or two too many stamps <laughs> no. in the circuit? <laughs> Never seen an APS book. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. One thing that I did see is uh, when I was looking at the first day ceremonies, the Art of Magic set of stamps. Uh, August seventh, the first day ceremony is going to be here in Las Vegas. So I want to find where that is, and I want to see what magicians show up. See, I'm a complete novice at this industry, right but I find these things kind of geeky fun. Mm -hmm. So take, you need take to it away, Magoo. reference this article in your Facebook post. Just you know, make that cut. I'll show you how to do it today, because I would have seen that coming through on my feed and be like, oh, it's geeky cool, and read it. I like to read you know, and learn these things, and for some reason, I'm getting interested in stamps. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, August, August 7th, <laughs> I don't know you're, you're going to start mailing things all of a sudden. <laughs> August 7th is the uh, Art of Magic. And again, they have actual like ceremonies. And sometimes the ceremony is just, hey, look, here's uh, the stamp. Uh, we have cake. <laughs> you know, I've been to them where that's it. You know, some, excuse yeah. me. I believe there was supposed to be cake. <laughs> Say, no, I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, when we were in South Park, they did the, yeah, <laughs> the movie. We pie, were, I think it was pie. When we were at uh, Arizona Pax, Arapax. Well, they, they do had, have cake. They had the thing, and they, they advertised the first day ceremony yeah. that there would be cake. And the place was packed. Because <laughs> normally, That's you know, so it's rad. like, who cares? You don't even say that would be cake. Just put cake on the bottom. An <laughs> <laughs> exclamation point. The place is packed. The last first day ceremony we had was in Las Vegas was for the uh, state of Nevada stamp. Oh, nice. Really? That yep. long ago? Yep. And was, when was it? No, no, that, not the uh, <laughs> <laughs> not the one from 1964. Inducted into the union, right. huh? <laughs> but the one from 2014, um, and it was uh, the ceremony was held at the Smith Center. Oh, nice! The cool thing we get here in Nevada this year in Las Vegas is uh, the federal duck stamp contest. It's going to be up at Springs Preserve. Mm -hmm. Very cool. In September. Yes. And we're going to, we're going to have press passes <gasps> to go there. Can I go? Yeah, I, I'm sure I can get six press passes. You have to get one of those hats, though, and put the little piece of paper out of the it top. Says it press. says press it on says it. press. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Greg can rock that. It's like right, it's like Jimmy right out of uh, comic books. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we're going to be there for that. So we'll be at the uh, Art of Magic one, wherever that is. They haven't said where it is yet, but I'm kind of curious as to whether they'll actually have like magicians show up because 
you know, I'm a, I'm a professional magician, and I go to the magic clubs here in Las Vegas and stuff like that. What's that guy, Mind Freak? What's that? What's that? Chris, Chris, Angel. Chris Angel. Hoping he's there. <laughs> oh yeah, he's kind of creepy. So that'll be cool if they have like actual magicians there, and I'm going to get autographs of all the magicians oh, on yeah. Yeah. on the magic stamp. That I have a couple really nice covers that I collect magician autographs. Right. Okay. And it has the Houdini stamp on it from way back when. Nice. You actually have a Houdini stamp, uh, yeah. a signature. Oh, yeah. I have three covers, and they have, you know, I, I the magicians, I don't have like David Copperfield and stuff like that. But I saw I have, him here. He was great. I have people who people know. If you were a magician, you'd know who these people are. But, you know, the normal people are like, oh, well, who is that? Well, if you're, if you're going to get David Copperfield to sign these stamps, which courthouse are you going to? Oh. Mm. Bang. I saw him make a car disappear on stage. It was awesome. Yep. Th- that's all I had. <laughs> and then uh, August 9th at uh, the Columbus APS show, they're yep. having the first day ceremony for the dragon stamps. So uh, Scott, Don, you... Is Dawn flying to Columbus? No, well, but uh, I'm sure she's going to talk uh, Scott into getting dragon some stamps. for her. Uh, probably more than some. <laughs> what are the dragon stamps? <laughs> they're... Um, is it four stamps or five stamps? And they're cartoon dragons uh, from literature. Oh, neat. So they're not like the British ones that they show the really cool ones. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're sort of the... Uh, like Pete's dragon. Pete's dragon yeah. sort of stuff, yeah. But they're dragons, so she likes them. And Puff? Puff. There's a whole backstory to Puff the Magic <laughs> Dragon. Don't think oh, we yeah. want to get into that right now. And something I didn't realize, the United States, last podcast we were talking about the Blue Ariel stamp. Yeah, right. That one came out, but they're coming out with a red airmail stamp August 11th, which is when the United States actually instituted. Because remember, we uh, were making sort of fun of yeah. it that the uh, the date that they issued the stamps isn't the actual date. Right. Well, now they've got one on that day, and they've got one on the actual date. They got red on their face. Yeah. So they listened to the podcast and said, hey, we got to <laughs> fix that. So much power. We wield so much power. <laughs> So yeah, the uh, oh, those are nice looking. The uh, magic stamps. Oh yeah, those are slick. And and there's a couple of them that you could actually. I'm sure that we will make magic tricks out of them, having uh, like the dove appear because some of them have doves and some of them don't. And you can there's ways. Oh, are they tagged maybe under blacklight? That yeah, but you don't you don't want that. You want you want to be I able do. to like flip a stamp. And have all of a sudden the dove is in the cage oh, and the right, dove okay. is out of the cage. Yeah, yeah. And I can see doing that with these stamps fairly easily. And I would kind of be surprised if at the Art of Magic first day ceremony, somebody didn't have pictures of these and develop some tricks. Yeah, and maybe. if they don't, I'm going to. I'm going to be there and go, look at this. <laughs> you better ah. start now. Oh, I've already. So you'll be ready. I've already thought of it. You know, there's different ways of sleight of hand and stuff like that. So you just have to figure it out. <laughs> You're making me think of some movie where the guy, he was an expert at close-up magic. Uh, <laughs> he was like right in your face doing magic. It's so funny. <laughs> do you do magic, Cash? Oh, yeah. Well, here's the magic. Is it close-up in-your-face magic? Here's my favorite magic trick. Cash, Every, cash. Everybody listening to the podcast, think of a card. Got it. Jack of spades. Mine was ace. 51 people are going to go, that's not my card, but that 52nd person, <laughs> he's going to go, oh my God, Cash is a miracle worker. <laughs> the, the magic of statistics. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't give this one away because this was an actual one. I would, uh, whenever I asked my ex 
to name a card, she would always name the Queen of Hearts. Really? So I would have like the, the Queen Ace of Hearts. The Ace of Spades and the Queen of Hearts are generally yeah. the most chosen cards. Yeah, there's about five cards. And uh, so I would pull out that card, and then I'd ask her to name a card. And it was always a Queen of Hearts, so I always knew I was going to be correct. And everybody else around me, though, was totally blown away by this. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's just she always says Queen of Hearts. <laughs> so now everybody can be a magician. Isn't that special? Well, Tom wanted to bring if up... We're, if we're talking about new issues, I have to say, and they just released this, I think, this week, um, the new uh, Honoring First Responder stamp that's going to come out, and they don't mm -hmm. have an issue date for it yet that I can find anywhere, but it is freaking cool. Yes. I have to say, you know, we, we tend as stamp experts and people who talk about stamps all the time on the podcast, we tend to... Uh, Waylay most U.S. stamps. I think this one's awesome. <laughs> Waylay. You know, out, uh, you gamer. This second half of the year, except for the birds in winter, I think they all look great. The and the birds in winter. It's not that it doesn't look great. It's just that it's a totally eh stamp. Well, this one's uh, the honoring first responder stamp. It's gonna. It's on a black background, and I take it you'll probably have this on Facebook later. Yes. Um, but it's got, um, from left to right across the stamp, it's got a firefighter in red um, that's all red silhouette and a paramedic that's all white silhouette and a policeman that's blue silhouetted. So it's red, white, and blue for the flag colors. And, you know, it's got some gray smoke off to the right. It's just, I just think it's a well, well done design. Yeah, it's very well done. Yep. Hey, I have a question. So uh, if you miss buying these stamps, you know, the whatever... In comics, is the FOC, Final Order Cutoff. Yeah. So if I didn't get these and I go to the shop, well, I guess you don't have shops, but I want to get one, where do you go? Stamp dealer. Well, is stamp dealer... Are they always, is our stamp dealer always going to have, like, modern With, age comics, right? Within, to me, it came times. out last week. Within a reasonable time period after the stamp has come out, yeah. like, let's say six months, Okay, you can buy them off the uh, post office website and they ship them out of St. Louis. So just it's, go it's to the actually post a year, yeah. Or or sometimes you can go to sometimes. Well, you can order almost never a year. They have they're, they're online, almost always sold. They out have their online year. fulfillment. You can buy them online. Um, some of the big post office will have an actual philatelic window where they'll have like all of the new I've issues. I've heard of that. Yeah, you guys some, taught me that. Some post offices that are smaller and local, they may not get all of the issues, but they may. So you just have to go and check. Well, another thing is if you go to your local post office and develop a relationship with the clerks there and you know something's coming out, they will order it for you if yeah. they're not getting an automatic shipment of those stamps. Within, so the post office year, is the comic book shop. Okay. Yeah, yeah, within a yeah. year, you could pretty much buy anything. With some, you know, some things will sell out and, you know, special things. But generally speaking, a normal stamp will be available for a year. What Scott just described was a pull box service at a comic shop. You yeah. go in, you get to know them. Hey, you know why I like this? Can you uh, put that in my pull box? That's where they pull it, put it, and sell it to you later. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can literally do that at a post office. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. so yes. rad. You can. <laughs> that's, come on. That's cool. <laughs> Show up. Hey, Phil, you got my order in? <laughs> and, well, and a lot of... bag and board and I want 20% off. A lot of times, if it's, if it's a true philatelic window, they may have uh, items that are older than a year. Yeah. available because they just never returned them to the post the distribution center for destruction. So there's no real back issue uh, marketplace then. Uh, that's oh what, no no that's, that's when you go to the dealers. Yeah. That's what the stamp dealers and that, yeah. do. That's about a year out then. 
So well, a they, year from now, if well, I wanted that, I'd have to go do it. Well, anyway. it depends. Because yeah, more than likely. It depends on the issue. Like, um, was it the the eclipse stamp that came out for the eclipse recently? Oh, those were yeah. gone. Yeah. That is was heat transferable. The moon would disappear. And That's reappear. the one that I got signed by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you got the no, Pluto stamp. The Pluto, Pluto stamps. Oh, you're right. Oops. Do you call them back issues, by the Cash way? Cash correction. <laughs> <laughs> no. Trademark. Copyright. Do, we, uh, do you call them back issues? No, they're just old issues. Old mm. issues. Okay. So in comics, it's about two years before they you know, hit the grades and they're back issues. So yours is six months to a year? A year. A year. About a year. But the, the new issue dealers... I mean, you can buy new issues straight from a new issue dealer. You're just going to buy more than you would from because they're buying them from the post office, and then they're going to knock mark it up, right? And then they, they generally the double. The, yeah, like, they generally double the price. Convenience. Yeah, that's well, like Seven yeah. Eleven. Yeah, a, a new issue dealer is like a pull box service. Cool. Um, you basically have a standing order for certain things. That's neat. Yeah, like the like I was saying though the uh, the lunar eclipse stamp. I mean, a lot of post offices sold out of that relatively quickly. So does PSE do that? Do you offer new issue stamps to uh, all your members of that? Do you keep them in? No. Do you buy them in bulk? No, nothing like that? No, because no, we don't only sell. Only dealers we do only, PSE only grades and authenticates. They right. So they're not in the market of selling stamps. So we should find the dealers that are the best, make a nice list of them, put it on your website. These are the guys. As a matter of fact, the one stamp that we did try to make some money on was the 10 cent pair stamp. <laughs> Because you could only buy it in rolls of 10,000. Oh, my God. And so we go, well, we use postage. You know, why don't we buy one and then we'll piece out the line or the plate number pairs and see if we can make some money. The strips, yeah. Well, the the other stamp that's coming up uh, between now and uh, September is the John Lennon stamp. And I'm curious as to how that'll uh, rank up with the Elvis stamp. You know, oh, are I, would, I, I would Elvis think would that, that Elvis is still going to... St- be the king. That's the reason he's called the king. Yeah. Uh, you may have more collectors now or more fans. Well, you have, you but have a different age range, though. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. And I, th- I think that uh, topped with that, you have less uh, usage of stamps by younger generations. So they're going to be less aware of this stamp coming out. Yeah, I'm not so certain. It should be interesting. I'm back sure they'll the El- publish the information. Back when the Elvis stamp came out, there were a ton of people. Everybody still mailed their bills. There was no e-bill pay and oh, all that other crap. Yeah, so so I don't, everybody used I don't used think stamps. that had anything to do with it. I think that it was the popularity of Elvis. And if you remember at the time, it was vote young Elvis or old Elvis. And, you I know, have, they did the whole... I have those postcards. Yeah. They they did a real thing on it. A vote? What are yeah, you talking yeah. about? They had two possible designs. They were going to oh, show... Oh, on the stamp design. They okay. were going to show the young Elvis, yeah. late 20s, early 30s. Right. And then they were going to show the white what? Vegas Elvis. Right, after the medication. After right. the medication, yeah, yeah. yeah. The I always wanted to picture him on his throne, you know. Elvis, uh, died, Elvis, died, throne, Elvis right? died in 77. What is his 20s and 30s crap? He did not live to be 77. He died in his 50s. Oh, you're talking about his age, not the 1920s or 1930s. <laughs> Duh. No, come on. <laughs> I don't know when he was, you know, in the I 1920s, wanted... he was probably like, you know, in a pram being pushed around by his mom or something. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's too bad they didn't make both. I mean, it's, it's really cool to see mm. young, you know, attractive, healthy Elvis and then badass fat Elvis <laughs> <laughs> grooving on stage. Sweating. 
Yeah, <laughs> sweating, right? <laughs> Sweaty Elvis. You want to do uh, a couple emails after this? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. It's normally shipped. Like a single stamp. Let's say I'm buying a, a $5,000 stamp from somebody. How are they going to ship it to me? Just in an envelope, right? Well, yeah. I'll FedEx, ta- uh, let me tell required? you about like a $100 stamp. Federated. They'll probably send it federated. Well, I, I put it inside of a normal envelope. And if it's over $100, I'll send it certified. If it's under, I won't. Okay. But I get, uh, I print these eight and a half by 11 sheets of, uh, it basically it says, thank you. Give me five, you know, give me a positive feedback. And if you don't like it, here's my return address. And it, you know, it just has fluff on it. If you don't like it, turn over, big middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I and ordered anyway, a... I print it on a cardstock. Yeah. And then I fold it three times to have it fit in the envelope. And those three times, because my stamps are always in like little glassine envelopes, that that triple folded cardstock really makes it safe. I, so that uh, nothing's going to happen to I, it. I ordered a, I bought a two hundred dollar stamp off eBay last week. Money bags. In, uh, and it came from Great Britain. And the guy basically sent me a business size envelope, and he included a letter because he's getting off of eBay and going to a private website. Don't blame him. And uh, inside that, there's just like one of these little 102 cards like I was putting stamps in earlier today. Yeah, yeah I saw this. And he wrapped that in saran wrap. <laughs> wow. Oh, and I he got, stuck it in there. I got one stamp, and I destroyed the stamp getting it out. Luckily, it wasn't an expensive stamp. I got a stamp that literally they cut a piece of cardboard the size of the stamp. Okay? <laughs> and then they wrapped it like a mummy in masking tape. And so I got this little brick of masking tape that I had to open. And it's like, <laughs> how the hell do you open it? And of course I'm like slitting open a side and stuff like that. And I damaged the stamp. It was, I was so pissed. I go, you know, you, this is the worst possible way for you to ship a stamp. Oh, we should make a YouTube video. How to, how to package stamps. I'll be like duct taping it. <laughs> Saran yeah. wrap. This is the appropriate method. Yeah, this brick left. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the mail. It'll make it. <laughs> no, but I, I do, I do like the three folded cardstock with just like a one Oh two or a one Oh four card. Yeah. Or glassing. And yeah, the um, envelope being bent's not an issue. Uh, well, it's paper. Generally not because the stamps are generally small enough that even if you you would have to essentially bend the entire letter in half. And when was the last time you got a letter that was bent in yeah, half? I guess so. I mean, it, and it would have to be bent in half where the stamp was sitting. Yeah. yeah. So there's no industry standard for shipping stamps. It's just kind of no. Uh, and I buy a lot of stuff. If you're shipping, and there is a huge difference. There's a huge range of how people send stuff. Absolutely. If if you're sending an unused stamp, you definitely want to protect it from moisture, uh, because you know if you letter if you're mailing it to or from or through a place that gets a lot of rain, yeah. there's a chance that your letter could get damp. So you, you always want to make sure that, that it's protected <laughs> against moisture getting in. Uh, Ziploc bags work for, you know, larger things. Yeah, but the post office is pretty, uh, you know, they understand that they want to keep their mail dry. Well, yeah, I mean, we... Yeah, but we, I've gotten some pretty wet mail before. Every, yeah, every, so. <laughs> every, I, you know, I have a... Uh, we got a guy who sent us a package from Tennessee... And it arrived, and it looked like it, it had fallen in somebody's spit cup yep. from uh, yeah. chewing tobacco. Ugh. It was just horrible. It was wet and grimy and disgusting. 
opened it up and he had packaged his stamps in Ziploc bags mm. and they were just fine. Nice and dry and clean and Tornado, tornado picked up the mail truck, deposited it. And <laughs> For me to ship yeah. a six-ounce comic. The land of Oz. <laughs> well, uh, not even a six-ounce. My comics usually range uh, 1.9 ounces for a modern comic. I put it in a bag and board. That's a plastic sleeve with a uh, board behind it to keep the comic rigid. Brings it up to 2.6 ounces. I put that in a bubble-out bag and insert that into a Jiffy Rigid number 3 bag. And it puffs it up just enough so this is a rigid envelope. And I ship that for two ninety-three anywhere in the United States. You wouldn't think it'd make it, right? It's kind of flimsy. It's what... There's a trick. It's under 13 ounces, so it can go with first-class mail, even though it goes first up. But you put it in the blue bin, and it's never going to be hit by anything heavier than a letter. And that's how I've shipped tens of thousands of comics. But it took me a while to figure that out. Yep. And uh, everybody who receives them is like, this is the way they should be shipped. Yep. But I figured in stamps there was some, you know, because you guys have valuable crap. The thing I just ship is a $5 book. Well, best, another thing best is. The best way to ship it is just lick the back, stick it to a piece of paper. That way <laughs> it doesn't slide around the envelope. <laughs> you send the envelope, and they open it up, and there's like a little card. Look on envelope. <laughs> oh, there it is. I got it. Cool. That's neat. It's canceled. Thanks, guys. <laughs> My 1850s stamp that got canceled in 2018. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, let's just uh, stop what we're talking about, and we get emails. That was a great segue. (laughs) Yeah, right. Does anybody listen to this? (laughs) So, so Greg, we got an email. Okay. And uh, it was sent anonymous. Oh, no, where they make it? You're taking over my job. The one day I get to be the host, you take over my job. All right, sorry. No, 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 you started. By all means. Oh, he just wanted to complain. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> and you were talking about uh, chipping a piece of uh, concrete off one of the oh, yeah, yeah, arrows. Yeah, yeah. Did somebody do it? Mail it to me. No, somebody <laughs> did worse than that. <laughs> when they were in uh, Stratford upon Avon, they huh? went to Shakespeare's house and they took a chip, a piece of Shakespeare's chair. Damn. And that person was Thomas Jefferson. Awesome. And there is actually a picture of the piece of wood that he scraped off of his chair, and then he wrote on it that he had gotten (laughs) it. So Thomas Jefferson must listen to the podcast and said, hey, I can do (laughs) Founders of our fathers were vandals. Yes. (laughs) Dirty, rotten vandals. (laughs) My kind of guys. Yeah. Man, this is a chunk of wood. It's yeah, not like a that, little... It wasn't a sliver. That guy took an axe to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the tour guy turns around and is like, ah! Yeah, he thought he was George Washington. <laughs> so he, he wrote, uh, I cut this myself in 1785. Well, that's cool. I bet you that's actually worth a little bit of dough. Yeah, probably. How neat. I wonder if everyone who defaces things saying, this will be worth money someday. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole objective. <laughs> How can I break something and make money? Why don't you do the next one? Yeah. Oh, can I please? (laughs) Yes, you can. Hi, everyone. There was a two-thirds bisect of US-114 tied to an IRS tax notice of 1870 from Cedar Point, Virginia. It sold at auction for $7,500. I believe from the Freelinghusen collection. Did I pronounce that right? Holy crap. Freelinghusen. Yeah. Looks like it. Go me. This I found on Stamp Auction Network. 
They said it was one of two known. Siegel Auction lists in its sale 771, lot number 951, a two-thirds bisect on cover that realized 2,300. No picture was available. Thank you, Patrick. And this goes back to our bisect Wait, go category. Back up, go back up. I have so many questions. What's a two-third bisect of U.S. 114? What does tide mean to an IRS tax notice? Okay. Well, two-thirds bisect. Explain all of that. Two-thirds bisect means it's two-thirds of a stamp. So you, you cut it? Yeah. It was a three-cent stamp. And, and it's still... you and they had they, There were people who would cut it to be yeah, fraction of You guys of told me that. That is so... Yeah. That's like a piece of eight. That's right. what they do with a piece of eight. They break off a piece. Yeah, that's yeah. about right. There you go. US 114 just identifies oh, okay, a stamp. Okay, the Scott, right? Is that the Scott yeah. thing? Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, tied? tied means that it there's a cancellation, either a pen or a, a hand stamp or something that goes across the cut of the stamp where it was... Uh, not one of the perforated sides, but the actual straight edge where they cut it, and goes from the stamp onto the document, meaning it's a continuous uh, cancellation, showing that the stamp actually did belong there at the time it was canceled. Or more than that, that it was accepted as belonging there. Right. Because, again, when when did they say, uh, when we were discussing this on the podcast... There was some actual date that they said from this date forward you can't use bisects. Well, you'll have to look that up. Yeah, I don't remember what so it is I'm, either. Or go back and listen to the I'm podcast. getting better at stamp <laughs> yeah. speak, so I'll see something. I'm like, oh, that's a bisected tide. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just usher me out of the stamp show. <laughs> Come with me, sir. <laughs> I'm looking for bisected ties. It's like getting, uh, it's like getting caught counting cards in, in uh, blackjack. Stamp speak. We uh, we need to really work on stamp speak here. I am completely illiterate. So thank you, Patrick, for that email. Awesome, Patrick. By the way, did he sell it for that? Did Patrick score there? No, he just found it. Oh, okay. That's a heck of a jump in price from, uh, I don't know when Siegel's lot 771, but from uh, 2300 to 7500 is a pretty big jump. Yeah, yeah. Well, 771 would have been a, uh, quite a few number of years ago. Yeah. And the Frühlinghuisen sale was uh, a little bit more recent than that, maybe last couple of years. Still getting three times the price. But one was on a tax document. One was on an actual letter. Oh, so wait, that we, could also account for a difference. Can we get one more email? I like these. These are neat. <laughs> Do we have time for one more now? <laughs> sure, why not? So, Cash, the hobby needs more young collectors. Youth today love putting their health at risk for a few uplikes in social media. Proven fact. Therefore, I suggest you and I develop a philatelic challenge that will go viral and expose millions to the wonders of philately. <laughs> Has to be dangerous. My contribution, the soaked stamp water challenge. Simply, the challengee must soak a bowl full of stamps off the paper, neatly arrange them on drying material of choice, and then chug the bowl full of water. <laughs> I just saw a bowl of water that Scott uh, was working on, and that did not look chuggable. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, what, 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 what has it got you? The brown color or the chunks? <laughs> yeah, it, did, it had chunklets in it. It was, uh, oh, yeah. There really isn't any way this could go wrong. I await your contribution. And yes, I should have thought of this on April 1st because I am in no way serious. Ah, oh, boo. I would much I rather... Ma- oh, I will make a note to do this next year, though. Have a pleasant evening. Mike P. I'd like to see a video of older men doing this and just <laughs> losing it. I can do the... <laughs> the 
goddamn whippersnappers got rank, nothing on me. Rank up there with the cinnamon challenge and Tide Pod eating contest. That, that is impossible. Try to put a, t- a spoonful of cinnamon in your mouth. You will yep. puke it out. Yep. No, there's uh, several uh, YouTubes on why you can't do it. Yeah, I've never yeah. looked that up, but you know, don't matter how tough you are, it's yep. coming out. We should issue this as a challenge to stamp dealers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I often wondered, you know, stamps made throughout the years in various countries, is licking a stamp hazardous to your health? You know, the ones out of China have a little too much mercury in them. Well, some of the yeah. ones out of Germany had hydrochloric acid in them. <laughs> My tongue feels funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because it's missing. <laughs> I, what's that burning sensation? I don't taste thing in it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I lick stamps all, uh, well, all the time. That brings you know, a whole new uh, discount postage. <laughs> Who is it, uh, Ralph on The Simpsons? Or something like that? <laughs> Tastes like burning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But nobody licks anymore, right, with these new type of stamps you call them forever stamps or whatever? No, they're Yeah, but what about old stamps? I don't know. They're, I don't, they're all yellowed and chunky. Danny, I wouldn't lick it. Danny, we should discuss. Danny would uh, had one of those uh, cell, licking uh, the yeah, fake the tongue glue, things. Glue stick. No, he just used a glue stick. He didn't have the... Yeah, but he, he refused to lick the old stamps. Oh, no, he would not. Oh, yeah. I don't blame him. Well, we also got an email to Mark. Mark, what is your eBay page? Somebody is asking. Oh, my eBay page. It's uh, Is it a girl and she's flirty? Yeah, my page is uh, M. Leon, M-L-E-O-N. And then on hip stamp, I'm U.S. Mints, U-S-M-I-N-T-S. Mark, this is not a dating service. <laughs> <laughs> so PM me. Oh, there you go. He's on farmtractorsingles.com. This is not a this is not a match factory. It's not Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> and then from uh, several episodes ago, from the zip, uh, when we did all the zip code stuff, uh, several people pointed out that zip stands for zone improvement plan, which I don't I I don't think we ever said what it stood for. Yeah, I think we messed up. And then the last one from the zip episode is. Uh, that James C. pointed out that Sudbury, Massachusetts, there is a person who ha- whose zip code is 01776-1776. Nice. You must have a P.O. box or something. Yeah, yeah so that, that makes that sense. Cool. Yeah, It'll never be wait, as wait, cool wait. as 90210. What's here? Beware, beware the death farts and the evil. <laughs> Wasn't that something we were discussing? That evil was. Mr. <laughs> Somebody liked that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody commented on your death farts. <laughs> nice. And we won't go any further into that. We'll just uh, <laughs> let people's imagination run away. Go there. listen to the previous yeah. podcast. Right? <laughs> and then the last one is uh, John. See, John again. Is that the same? Yeah, John sent two emails. Uh, the 1920s Pilgrim Tricentennial Octum oh, whatever, is also a stamp issue that didn't have U.S. postage on it. Huh. So... There are a total of seven stamps put out by the United States government which do not say U.S. postage on them. That's a collection somebody should have. There you go. And that's about it. Return to send up. Return to send up. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Don. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. 
You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper@gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today.